Welcome to part two of Divinity Original Sin 2. Craig hit the music. Even though Craig isn't here, this is the future Dave talking to past Craig. It gets really weird. So, uh, in case you didn't know, um, this works off an AP system. And the best I can equate it to would be XCOM, like sort of. Uh, so every turn you get a certain amount of AP. And boy, I'm gonna keep using names of games. So like Phantom Brave, it's not it's not hex. It's it's not square based. It's it's all fluid. So if you go 1.3 meters, that will use one of your AP points, but if you go 1.4 meters, that would kick it over into two AP. So there's a lot of, okay, well, how can I get the most out of each AP point? Stroke. Um, I can get the most out of each AP point while still not, you know, um, while not taking that long amount of time, like everything in this is very snappy. It's not a, hmm, let me sit and study the screen for 45 minutes and then decide what to do. Everything remains really snappy. So the AP point system, I think was a very smart move because if you had something like XCOM where it's, you can move once, attack once, it would make things take longer. It wouldn't be near as snappy. And if you had like a Baldur's Gate, Pillars of Eternity, a lot of the intricate detail of the combat system would get lost. So I think like Larian nailed it on what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I love the way like you can you can slightly get the AP system can be game. So there's um characteristics like is it glass cannon where you get two extra AP but you can you're susceptible to all general Yeah, your attack. armor doesn't stop yeah. things. Yeah. Um but you've got two AP so you can probably make the most of that. My favourite thing with the AP system was with the Red Prince because he had that executioner perk and he could almost guaranteed kill someone on the first shot and it gave you an extra two AP straight off the bat. So it's like, it's the opening move of, of him. And I I really liked that. And oddly, we discovered, or I, I can't remember, found in the menu of the deluxe, is it deluxe or executive or whatever. Oh, the, the gift bag the, options. Yeah, yeah, the gift yeah. bag. So you can actually, the default's four, you can increase it, so you can increase your default AP if you want, or you can f fiddle about with it there. Um, we decided not to do that, despite the fact I, I was... Think it, I think it voids the trophies. Yeah, yeah. voids trophies, yeah. and we're like, well, that's a second run that's, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah there was, there's there was, also like th that's sort of the reason why you would take Lone Wolf too is it bumps up your maximum AP and you uh, well we should probably Luke why don't you explain what Lone Wolf is uh, so when you play this game you can take four characters with you however if you take the Lone Wolf perk you basically double your attack points um, I don't know if it does your damage as well but you, you lose a character slot or a party member slot so you can you can go from four to two uh, I'm doing that with one of the characters I have at the moment, and you are a bit more powerful. You can do a bit more. You can have a bit more spells from the get go. But also, when you level up, instead of having one point available, if you put a point into like two handed weapons, it puts two points into Holy it. Holy so, crap! I yeah, just it, it is powerful. It's one. I had to Google it there just to get the the skinny. So it's two AP, <laughs> two recovery AP, plus thirty percent vitality, plus thirty percent physical armor, plus thirty percent magic armor, and twice the amount of points invested in of all of your abilities. That's mental. <laughs> That's mental, but you also have the downside of if you get crowd controlled, nothing is gonna save you. Yeah. So yeah, it's got there's a couple abilities like uh we mentioned adrenaline. And what Adrenaline does is Adrenaline basically borrows two AP from your next turn and gives it to you this turn. So it's like, if I, I just need these two to get out of here, it's very useful. But then sometimes, you f like like some people I know, you forget you use it and you're like, why do I only have two AP? Oh, crap. Uh, on the next turn. So, so there's a little bit of AP economy shenanigans going on that is really cool. But there is then on the flip side a talent that allows you to have your first turn for free, like your first walk. So your first oh yeah one point you get one meters. AP of movement free. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is actually it doesn't sound a lot, but it actually makes a huge difference 
if you just oh, especially for your backstab guy yeah. it made a huge difference yeah um anyway sorry keep All on right. feeling like we're so, going off tangent but we're not because we've not well just... that's what it's like when you play this right you're like it, it just kind of vomits everything on you and you're like uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay so the next thing i want to talk about that makes divinity really special um and i've never seen another game do it not to near this extent is like we said the terrain interactivity pretty much everything interacts with everything and you might be thinking i don't know what that means so what that means is let's say there's a scenario where you know you're fighting the against floor four is lava bandits <laughs> or the floor is lava all right so let's say you're fighting against fire slugs and fire slugs are leaving these giant trails of fire and you're like crap i can't go anywhere well that's why that's why you make it rain and you make it rain and it puts out the fire and it the the resulting combination does, as in real life, create smoke. You can't see through smoke. So now your ranged characters can't shoot people far away. And so you're like, well, what do I do? Well, then you're like, well, maybe I'll just use a lightning spell. And then it turns into a static cloud. And there's so much going on with it. Like, um, floors covered in water. You can make it ice. You can electrify it. You can hit it with fire and turn it into steam. You can do so much with everything here. Um, and it seems to me like a lot of the uh, tricky fights in this were built around, okay, can you use this correctly? Because there was one or two fights, I mean, Craig did, where it's, we bashed our heads up against it and we like just didn't make it. And they're like, okay, well, let's look at this again. It's like, oh, wait, there's a barrel. I can teleport that oil barrel over to here and then you can hit it. There's a lot going on here. Um, this took me like halfway through the game of the first Divinity until I was like, oh, wait, I should just start doing that stuff. It took me a long time to grasp exactly everything that you can. I I don't think I I have grasped this properly. My my go-to technique is like keep my magic armor up so the stuff on the floor doesn't bother me. And like, <laughs> teleport the enemies away from me or use charmed which makes an enemy turn into your ally for a bit um to get through those really tough fights. But I think that's back to the beauty of it where there is no wrong way to do it if you hit upon no, yeah a tactic or a way of playing the game's kind of built where it mostly will let you through there are some fights where you have to start thinking about things like a tricky purposefully tricky scenario or a an enemy with a particularly specialist skill that you need to do something to get at but yeah it's like open it's one of the most open type games i've ever played like like you say fallout you just roll with pistols and see what you can do with the pistols Fallout, you can do quite a lot in, but it's it doesn't even scratch the surface of something like this. This is just oh no, yeah, mental. It's it's <laughs> I mean mental <laughs> to the point where I think like I I'd have to check. I mean I don't want to say it and have it be like, nah, you're wrong. I bet you you could beat this game with nothing but terrain skills. You can beat this game without nothing but telekinesis. Uh, yeah, I know so- that's ridiculous, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, so telekinesis is the ability to pick up objects and move it a set distance. And basically you can build a character build where you can pick up like a crate and throw it at enemies and kill them all. Um, yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah. My, I, I don't know why this sprung into my mind, and Dave, you'll probably hate this, this simile or the, the, the comparison I'm going to bring up, but um, The Outer Worlds had a relatively open way of playing through it that made me think of this, because you can walk into town and have to do stuff, but you can just basically kill main characters in that. You can get through the whole game by skipping well, a lot. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, um... Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of The Outer Worlds, but I know what you mean. And another, uh, I guess, knock-on benefit to this is me and Craig got a lot of mileage out of short-circuiting puzzles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's... Throwing the there's pyramids a lot. through gates and stuff and then teleporting. Well, yeah, yeah, them. the pyramids or teleport or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, if you see a locked room and you're like, oh, my lockpick skill isn't high enough, or, ooh, you need to hit a sequence of buttons to do this... Don't don't bother with all that. Either A, burn the door down because that mm-hmm. works too. But if it's made of metal, oh, just just teleport somebody through it. 
and you won't have to worry about stepping on one out of 17 switches. Who cares? Um, there's a lot you can do in this to just get around stuff. And I, I normally would think like, oh, maybe they didn't think about that. But no, these guys definitely thought about it. Because yeah. there's a lot of times where that will backfire. You're teleported into a new room because, haha, I don't have to. Oh, there's like eight enemies. So, yeah. Um, and that even includes some quests, right? Like there are some quests where you can kind of short circuit it. In terms of, oh, wait, if I just teleport over to this little bit here, I don't have to run through the entire dungeon. I don't know why you would. But I think but that, that's, your, that, that's your mindset that I take that like that cue from is something like, I'm going to play this game and I'm not going to use teleport. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to use my left hand. That sounds like something that you would normally say, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I yeah I actually hadn't thought of that, but that might be a fun way to do it. Is okay, no teleporting anything in this run. That would, that would be an interesting little apart from that there, guy out of Fort Joy that you need to teleport out. Well, yeah, ex- ex- well, yeah, or you Unless teleport you low him. enough to where he dies. Yep. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you remember that guy looking Fort Joy that you're supposed to yeah, teleport? Yeah, I, I actually just did that this morning. Yeah. I I didn't teleport him to the ledge just below us. I teleported him to the beach. Right the way down the bottom of the map, and he died. <laughs> and he went flump. Um, okay, so we we've gone over pretty much all the main mechanics, right? Like uh, civil abilities, I think, is another nice, gentle thing to bring up. Which oh, is civil like, abilities, good point. Yeah, your bartering, your charm, whether you're going to be a thief, um, what kind of knowledge you've got. Uh, pet pet talk isn't in there, is it? That's in that's in the other abilities, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, pick pickpocket and uh, like lock picking. Yeah. That's all different stuff. So your your civil abilities basically determine what kind of person you're going to be when you're walking about the town. Are you going to be able to negotiate lower prices? Are you going to be luckier when you're out and about when you find a chest? Is it going to have better loot in it? It's it's that kind of thing. It's got persuasion as well, which I'm always a fan of talking my way out of a situation. And generally speaking, um, the Red Prince was our mouthpiece. He was our face man. Yeah, he, he, he had a lot of persuasion and he generally talked us out of a lot of things and if he didn't talk us out of it Losa was standing right behind the person hidden ready to stab <laughs> them um so it it really it really worked to treat um there was also the one is it telekinesis is the one that lets you pick up big things yeah. or something like that which i don't know how it's a civil skill but apparently it's it's rude to pick up stuff if you don't have the telekinesis skill um sorry i've talked a lot there but i do want to no, say no i i just the one thing I'd add to that as well, um, another tip I found today, which I found really interesting, is that you know you were talking about barter in there, and that'll kind of improve the the money that you can, like it'll lower the cost or improve the cost of when you buy and sell. However, you can also donate items to uh, a seller, and that'll improve oh, yeah. their their re- reputation with it. So I didn't realize this, but if you donate it and get up to a hundred, you'll get so much more gold or like cheaper prices when you sell or buy. It's it's crazy I, the amount of depth in this game. I can't remember if it was me or Craig, but one of us was not really paying well, attention, and me. instead of selling, yeah, instead of selling everything, he just was donating everything was donating to everybody. <laughs> for for a lot of the game, I was wondering why I didn't have a lot of money. I was donating everything to everyone. I didn't realize you needed so, to balance the the books. As they, as so as they put Craig was the welfare system for Rivalon. He's just here. Have some gloves. Have a barrel of stuff. I pulled. Uh, yeah, uh, there's not as much in the uh, CRPG like dialogue stuff as you might think. Don't mistake me. This game is very wordy, but there's not like there is party interaction and there's interaction with other NPCs, but it's very much not the focus. The focus is not on storytelling. It's not um, branching one, paths and conversations that take you down a specific... Sometimes you say the wrong thing and you end up attacking, but that's kind of like the be-all and end-all of it. Is you, you say the yeah, wrong yeah. thing, you, you're immediately in combat. There's no Solus will remember that, and then it comes up ten hours later. You know, it, it's it's not that kind of thing. So, all right, let's talk ooh, about ooh. an end. Can I say uh, one more thing, though? Sure. And I don't know if I'll need to cut it now because of the way that whole oh, conversation geez. happened. 
But the other thing, when Luke was talking about bartering and getting lower prices and donating stuff, you can get specific equipment or, or status elements that make you smelly. Oh yeah, stinky! And if you're smelly, <laughs> if you're stinky, uh, vendors don't like you that much. Yeah, yeah, you, you <laughs> get this get charisma hit and it's like, ooh! Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in talking about social skills, uh, which most of us don't have, the most important skill point in the game has got to be animal... Oh, jeez, I just forgot the pet name talk. of it. Pet pal. Pet, pet pal. Pet pal. Mm. Um, pet pal is, for the low, low price of one point, you can talk to every animal in the game. A lot of the funny dialogue comes from animals and mm. some quests. There are some quests you can't get unless you have pet pal. But um, it, it's always generally fun to go talk to a chicken and see what... Or a bull, or a bull that's, you know, just what their lot in life is. Um, so there's a lot of goofy stuff like that and stuff that doesn't matter. Like, like, I mean, I don't think the barter really matters. You have so many options of getting money and selling stuff. I don't think you need it. I guess maybe if you're power gaming it and you're like, no, I need to get these certain skills by chapter one. I, I, I guess. Um, I, I never found a need to barter or donate really it was just eh whatever yeah, and yeah. then there was that money that just showed up in my account for yeah. no reason so. I don't know. honestly at one point you said I've got 20 I've got this it was a hammer you wanted or something it's 28,000 or something and I'm like I'll t- Craig Craig will remember that and then I was a <laughs> on that and I just literally I robbed everyone in arcs or something like that or whatever the hell we were a lot robbed everyone in the town and I was tempted to steal the hammer as well and put it in your <laughs> so uh craig brings up a point so the way i like to play these kind of games in Baldur's Gate, pillars of eternity skyrim fallout whatever i don't steal uh, I, I like to play them as i would in real life and i'm not a filthy thief like some people i know so I, there's always that rule for me is I don't steal. I will kill as many innocents as I feel like, but no stealing. That'll make me a bad person. Um, there's, there's a lot of opportunities for role-playing in this, but not a ton. Like, uh, generally the role-playing feel comes from what you don't do rather than what you do in this. Um, is there a certain way you guys like to play these kind of games? Like, are you a make sure you talk to everybody in the town? Are you a, nope, I'm on a quest. This is what I do. I, I'm a talker. So like, as a start, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to everyone in the town. I'll develop every single dialogue tree. You're like that in real life, man, as well. Um, you will yeah, talk no. to everyone. <laughs> if I can... I will talk my way out of a fight. I'll talk, in, in fact, The Outer Worlds is a perfect example of that because one of the end bosses you can talk to and talk them down and then they wonder, you know, like, I will talk to anyone I can. Um, failing that, I do like thievery and the darker side of things and being a wee bit scratchy. <laughs> I think it plays with a rogue quite well. Like, I like rogue class. So I like a wee bit of thieving, a wee bit of, you know, like, I'm, I'll only take what I need and I'll only rob from the rich. Apart from times where you nick like turnips from farmers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I remember plenty of times where you stole from people where all they had was a pair of gloves and a stick. And the the genius thing is the way the game plays is if Dave's talking to someone, I'm totally standing behind the person, crouched behind the person, stealing from them because it distracts them. Totally distracts them. And there's a meter that tells you you're safe to steal that. You're safe to oh that's too much to steal, they'll notice. So you you quickly you you have to do it quickly. You have to quickly prioritize what you're gonna steal, steal it and get out. Um but yeah, yeah, I'm a talk I combat is this game's a bit different because the combat's so fun, but combat is generally the thing I'll try and avoid if I can puzzle, talk, or steal, or sneak my way through something. I'm the opposite, like, because the combat's the best part of the game. I'm I'm looking for that fight, so unless it's, like, I'm killing innocents, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thieving side of it, I've only really done when I was totally short of gold, and I love the way you can sneak into somebody else's house, steal all their stuff, and sell it back to them, and yeah. they don't even notice. <laughs> um, 
Or even that, better, you, you can teleport people's valuables out of their house. Oh, I never even thought of that. To where they can't that. see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a fancy sword. Activation of that. Teleport people out of their house. One gripe I do have, and I think this is maybe just a console thing, is it's very easy because NPCs will move around. It's very easy to click on an item and then... Oh, and accidentally like, steal? Yeah, and then the, the, the NPC will, will... Luckily, they don't always, like, instant hate you, but... It, you take a rep hit. Yeah, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, I was just trying to talk to you, but you've moved out of the way, and now I've stolen your your, your candle. Jeez. Like, but... Yeah, there's, like, like that um, in Act 2, that the mage lady, the mage lizard that you have to go meet, uh, and then you yeah. burn the bush... Like, instead of going down the trap doors, oops, I just opened your safe. My bad. Mm. And then, you know, she's angry at you for a while. Let's talk about how this plays on console. Because I've never played it on PC, but I can imagine how it would work on PC. I imagine it works a little bit better, to be honest with you. Mm. But how do you guys feel about playing this on console? I want to say they've done a really good job of porting it across there are a few things that really bug me the more I play it. Like, I, I just want a shared inventory. I don't... If I'm playing by myself... Oh, and I've, yep. I've got four characters. I don't want to be moving stuff between them. I want to be able to see everything from one bag. Um, I like... The, the main navigation is you hold one of the trigger buttons, the shoulder buttons, and then you'll get, like, a wheel, and you use that to then, A, change the character or change the menu screen so you don't have tons of things to look at uh, or try and navigate... I think that's a clever way of getting a mouse interface on a, a controller. However, to begin with, it's a bit like, oh god, what button is it? Right, and then not as bad as Red Dead Redemption Two and trying to figure out. How to <laughs> sure, I would touch that. But by the time you're like ten, twenty hours in, you're, I think you're pretty good at moving around the or navigating the menu. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job. But I've also watched a lot of people play this on pc and it looks so much easier so oh um, yeah yeah i i mean i'm kind of the same with like the only thing i can really ding them on is is um the inventory system and i could understand if well we want to have four separate bags for your characters because in battle you know maybe you know if you're playing as beast he can only use the stuff that's in beast bags but it's not uh, you can transfer yeah. stuff back but and forth so that doesn't make points so that's maybe why Oh, and Isn't you know what? That, that's a good point. I didn't think about the action point angle. You're right. So maybe Beast has to huck that water balloon to Lois so she can throw it at the guy. Um, but all, having played a lot of the the ones that came out, like your Baldur's Gate, your Neverwinter Nights, your Pathfinders, your Pillars of Eternity, uh, Divinity is still the gold standard for playing it with a controller. Um, there's little things you have to deal with for me. Like if you do go the I'm going to get every skill in the game – Paging through all your skills does turn to be a nightmare at some point. You're like, okay, which was my fire bar? Where's my water? So I can see how PC would make that simpler. Dave, Dave, but I've got my hands up. Yeah, I've got my hands up. Um, ooh, sorry. Ooh, ooh. Uh, it's part of the extended edition or whatever, the goodie bags is auto inventory sorting, bags for sorting. It, there's tweaks that makes things, a lot of things happen automatically. And I think those things don't affect your trophies. So you can switch on auto inventory management, um, auto skill bar management. So it puts different skills in different bars and stuff. It does it all for you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really look at that. We pr- yeah. probably should have before we finished it. Um, yeah. So I, there's there's those little things like Luke said, where it's like, no, I didn't mean to steal the cup. I meant to talk to the guy. Yeah. But those are pretty minor. Uh, we didn't run into – there was one or two – I remember Divinity 1 had a lot of problems with – especially with connectivity oh, uh, on console. Yeah. Um, we only ran into maybe once out of like 80 hours where we had problems connecting yeah. and staying connected. For the most part, it was pretty flawless. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm props to Larian. I, I like the save feature as well. Like, I, I can't even remember what game it was I was playing last month. And the auto save was so bad, I ended up stopping playing. But I, I really like the way that the save works in this. It's it, like the first one you did have to auto save a lot. This one just every start of each combat or when you're away to kick off on a big fight, it does the save for you. But it also has multiple slots, so it's quite easy to revert back if you make a mistake. 
or you can't win a fight. Which will happen. Yeah. On on the, the PC versus console front, I feel probably blasphemy coming or something. I don't know. But I've been playing Baldur's Gate up the stairs on the PC and I actually think at some point I would love it if I could just chill back on my sofa and play it on a console. You know, like, I I just feel That's like... That's what I'm waiting for. There's, there's something about... Uh, I, I don't know if it's my age or something, but I just, I equate my chilling... Bones. I know my bones, whatever. Um, it's but it's the thing that worries me the most is the door has been opened with Divinity Original Sin two, and if it's the gold standard, I worry about going back and playing original Divinity. I've got Pillars of Eternity. I've had it installed for like six months. Pillars is pretty good. I mean, Pillars is done by by Obsidian, and they've done mm-hmm. all, everything from like New Vegas to Outer yeah. World. They know how to put a PC interface on it. It's it's just not. Uh, it's just a different type of game. Like it just feel um like Pathfinder, right? Pathfinder, I think when Divinity came out, everybody did kind of sit up and say, "Oh, this is a good way to do it." Because Pathfinder kind of follows Divinity. It's just that the entire game hates you and your entire family, and it will crash every five seconds on console. So, like the UI is fine there. It's the game that's broken. Um, it's really not until you start running into the older stuff where it's like, "Oh, I'm gonna need a minute." This is this is very awkward to use. Um, I, I don't know if this is in the PC version, but the other thing I want to kind of kind of knock it for is sometimes I th- it feels like the physics go wonky. We're like, no, the the line shows that you can throw that grenade there, but it kind of doesn't go up an incline as well. Yeah, or or other times when you're like trying to shoot a spell and the enemy's like doing an animation where they're maybe moving back oh yeah it's like misses them and it misses them yeah (laughs) yeah i mean don't get don't get me wrong those are like one out of a hundreds but you do notice them of like oh hey this is a little funky um one thing we didn't talk about at all was the music i mean you mentioned in the beginning or on the first episode but the music in this is like fantastic and I don't remember any songs from the first one at all, but I do remember from this one. So I'm wondering if the first one wasn't very good and this one's much better. So uh, how do you guys feel about like the actual world itself? Were you interested? Because I know you, I don't think you're well, Luke, you're a fantasy guy, but Craig, you're you're a sci-fi guy. So how did you feel? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was fine. I cannot I do always obviously tend towards sci-fi. But I've got no I've got nothing against a fantasy world. I think it's the right I think. It's the right level of fantasy. I know we've talked about high fantasy, low fantasy. What the fuck does all this mm-hmm. mean? And I think this kind of like hit the spot for where I can I can totally chill with this. It's pretty realistic. It's pretty grounded. You know, there's poor folk living in a town selling fruit and veg, and there's some elves wandering about the place and some lizards. That's eating that's... those people selling fruit and veg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take four tomatoes and two hands, please. Um, <laughs> I I I really liked the world. I was interested, like I was interested because I was bought into Los's story, so I was always driven to see where it was going, and the whole general veil thing, and you know, like you know, like the bollocks of the story that I kind of um, skipped over a lot of. Dave, we'll talk about the story. Yeah, we, we can get there. Um, I was one of those people that was like, let's get to the next fight, like a rabid dog running fight. Fight <laughs> was the fight. Was the fight. Um. Yeah, I, I really liked the world. By the time you get to oh, Sugar, the town, is it Driftwood? Or is that a completely different game or TV no, it, series? I, if it's what I'm thinking of, it's, it's Driftwood, yeah. yeah. That's Deadwood, I think you're thinking okay, of. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine if it was Driftwood, it was making a completely <laughs> different TV show. Um, by the time you get there and you see like a fairly established town with a lot going on and a cemetery and things, I I really bought into that being a really kind of like wee snippet of this greater land, and I, I, I liked it. Rivalon, you 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 sold me. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a good mix as well. Like there's a good, you know, like the first first area is quite depressing and like barren, and then you you're into that horrible swamp, and um, it takes you on a, a good adventure. I quite like the the way that you travel around as well like the whole hub ship base world i think is is quite uh, oh the ship is very cool i like i like the ship yeah it's 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 very they do their own weird fantasy thing they don't take it very seriously which i think is like you know which is which is 
really good for people that aren't in at that level of stuff and i i can take it or leave it so yeah it's if it takes all the boxes for me um yeah and i I like the way that it touches on the first game like i think the first game's like a thousand years before but there are nods to what happened in the original game and you Mm -hmm. you meet a few characters well brackus yeah like you can run into brackus and stuff yeah like like Luke said, um, this doesn't take itself seriously. Like to the point where we were just talking about the boat, right? Like the boat could talk, but unless you go like eighteen character uh, dialogue trees in, you don't care. It's just hey, we gotta we gotta talk a boat. This is cool. Um, it, it it's not that very heavy. Uh, I don't want to say this because I enjoy it so much. But it's not that heavy D&D fantasy of like, well, these are the elves that live in the Cloakwood Forest and their history is because of Dalthanar came from this. No, it doesn't matter. Elves live here. It's fine. Um, So it it, it is a very light, breezy kind of fantasy. For me, personally, that has a little bit of knocks to it, right? Like, like I I don't like, I guess it's of the game as a whole, too. Um, I don't like how small the world is, if you know what I mean. Like, like there are some hints of like, oh, hey, there's other stuff going on. Like um, when Red Prince stops to get some nookie with the other lady that's from a completely different kingdom. He's just like, I don't know. Let's let's boink. And like, OK. And and then we end up fighting. So while there's yeah, like like with Red Prince, there's some stuff going on outside the world. It does feel like now everything you make, everything you go to is a set. It doesn't feel like this is a world where other stories could be taking place, which, again, that is so nerdy and nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Um, another I, thing that's nerdy and oh god no I just on that note like I totally see what you're saying but for me it all focused on like they have a primary goal here and they land on a densely packed tiny corner of this place and there's so much there that I think going wider I, like to me it would be to its detriment I think it's really it's really focused yeah. and you can do what you want to do or you can spring off here and there and do other wee bits and bobs but I like, if I personally, as, like, in real life, were going on a quest to go and find a pair of shoes that fit, I don't really care about what's happening in another <laughs> shop further down the street. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah no, I, I, yeah, like I'm saying, it's really nerdy to be like, no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, on the same token, if you went to go to the shop to buy shoes and you met your god... And your god was like, hey, there's some stuff going on. You might be like, well, maybe I do care what's going on. Um, it's uh, got the other thing, I, I, like, the scenario thing going on, though. Like, you know, I, I've yeah, it feels like a those. self-contained module. Yeah, it does. Kind exactly, of thing. Where it's like, this is the plot, and these are the side quests, and it's all kept in this little sandbox, and you can't go, and we don't care if you ask any questions. That's not part of the plot. <laughs> don't just... look to your left. Don't look to your right. Straight ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of it being like that, so that at some point, you know, like every Fallout, it's the same time period, just in a different town. There could be another yeah. story in another part of the world where you meet the Red Prince lady that got boinked, and she actually got pregnant and had a baby, and you meet the Red Prince. Wow, you know writing I... fanfic. I know, yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like... Yeah. if that can like I would I would dig it then if it built a bigger thing over several games I, yeah, I could see that too I mean I guess I guess it'll all depend on whether they jump ship directly to D&D Baldur's Gate and that's them from now on or if they continue to to form this franchise look I at the, Wik- we'll look at the Wikipedia page the Wikipedia page is like divinity 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 they can't yeah. Unless they think we're going to leave this on a high, which I can't see, I can't with the amount of well, love and attention. I don't. Into this. I don't think they'll go back to Divinity if the bowlers no. get success. I now they're, they're playing with the big yeah. boys. Yeah, like this is your. This is your. I made a YouTube video and yeah. it got a lot of hits. Now I've been offered a record contract. You don't go back to YouTube. You're like, well, big boy time. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do. Like even if it's just smaller games that come out of. Uh, the Divinity franchise, <gasps> curious, but you just you just blooming well vocalized what was going on in my brain because I was I was running an analogy in my brain to people actors being like I need to make it to I need to make it to Hollywood I need to make it to Hollywood and now it's going back to I want to be on a Netflix TV show. <laughs> you, know, you know, like that's where yeah. it's at now. The money's in Netflix TV shows or something, like, or, or like TV shows is ne- are now bigger than. Well, maybe they're not, but to me, it seems like they've grown yeah. like that. Uh, TV's really growing. They 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 become the next 
a, like, a horrible comparison, but CD Project Red, where like you know they were built built up to be this amazing. <sighs> okay, well, no, no, CD Project Red I, had one fuck up. I'll I'll give them their one. Been, it, a, it was it was a giant, enormous, earth shattering yeah, one. Yeah, but we'll see where you pick up and move on. No, no, I I didn't I didn't mean it like mean it like that. I'm just worried that they get eaten up by the bigger, like they seem to have lost their core values. CD Projekt Red. Unless oh yeah, I don't know. Been, yeah. Because CDPR grew like exponentially, right? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if Larian has. Well, it's currently at some like 250 employees, which is quite a meaty, a meaty team. Oh, see, I would think that's small. Well, I don't know. I, I've I've got no insight into. Okay, it. yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's know. all. I mean, I mean, I I would be worried they would turn more into a Bethesda, where it's like I don't know, just pump another game out in the Divinity World. Who cares? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, okay, sorry. Another thing I'd like to knock this for, and this is based on the world, is this is really nerdy, but there's not enough races, right? Like, like I, I don't like that there's not more monster design. There's not more creature design. There's not, it's not, oh, look, you know, you can be an orc and you can be a halfling or you can be a dwarf or you can be a, you know, there's not that large Again, and I think, I think that's, that's, that's it's that spread in the butter too thin on the toast thing. Like yeah. it could be, you're right. Again, yeah, like I said, these are like like personal nitpicks. Mm, not like mm. if I was scoring the game, I would. I mean, the only thing I would I would ding it for in terms of like score would be there's not a lot of different enemy types. There's like people. There's the void woken, which there are a few varieties, and then there's like animals. That's it. There's not a lot of different creature designs that. And so fights, like if you're in Fort Joy, it's like, okay, I'm going to fight another human. Oh, hey, we cool. We get to fight crocodiles that teleport, but then it's back to fighting humans. You know, there's that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that for me is, is a bit of a downside. If, if we're um, going to knock the game, I think the, my biggest gripe is, especially when you're playing on a harder difficulty, there is definitely a route, a set route that you have to follow to get the levels required to be of a good enough level to fight your way to the end. And I don't oh, yeah, think, there's order of operations, especially yeah, in Fort Joy. I don't think that... It's the same in the Divinity 1. I don't think it's possible... Because it's not like a, a traditional RPG where you can go out and grind. You, there are only set amount of experience to be gained. Um, but I don't think it does a good enough job of kind of pushing you towards... Or even if it was just like a you suggested level for a quest, like... I love the way that you can, like, Fort Joy, which is the first area, you can basically sneak into a dungeon, beat two guys, and then get on a boat and leave it. Uh, you don't have to do the whole fight. Like, the first time I did that, I spent, like, 10, 15 hours killing everything. Oh, yeah, same with us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can just sneak out, which is amazing. Um, but we if you... we decided to just kick down the door and kill everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we, did the, we did the same in Sam um, before. before um, no, but... Like, the comparison just kind of unlocked something for me. So it's a lot like, uh, boy, hopefully people remember this. Like, the first Final Fantasy was like, go wherever you want, but don't go in that forest. Everything will kill you. Don't go over those mountains. Everything will kill you. But other yeah. than that, you go everywhere you want. Watch out for the swamp. You know, it, it, it's that kind of thing. But um, it's also like, in, I, so I left Fort Joy after sneaking in. I did it for the trophy of getting the cat out. Um and then mm -hmm. I got out and I found out I can't beat anything. I cannot kill anything in that area on the difficulty I'm on. So I now have to go back and figure out what quests I can do to then get to the next one because I'm not I'm not of a high enough level to actually just fight my way out yet. And it's like, oh come on guys, like surely you could have made well, that a bit more I agree with you completely. Like like I don't like that, and I think that's a knockdown effect from another decision they made. Mm. But that's also second run through problems. If you're playing this for the first time, you're going to want to see everything. This was a problem in the first one as well, though. You had. To oh, play. really? Yeah, me and me and Sam really struggled in one area uh, near the end, and then eventually we had to get the the recommended walkthrough. Like Larry and themselves have created like a hundred page PDF of this is the quest that you should do in this order, and we had to go do that order to be able to beat the final boss. Now that could just oh, wow. be us okay. being shit, but we weren't playing it on hard. 
Well, we played on normal, and there were a lot of times where we felt stuck, but we kind of stumbled our way through. Yeah. Like, there were a couple quests where we're pretty sure we didn't do it the right way. Uh-huh. We're pretty yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I, I think some of this comes from the knockdown effect of no random encounters. Because if there were random encounters, you could sit and, okay, I got to grind a level or two. Yeah. And I'm both a fan of that, and I dislike it. I would have liked to have seen like a scaled level thing if they're going to continue, or I guess they won't. But you know, if I if I come to if my choices have got me to a, an area, I would like to be able to fight a boss which is beatable rather than one that's completely unbeatable because I cannot, I haven't leveled up enough. You know, where it scales to my level opposed to. Oh yeah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, and, and I mean scaling level has the downsides and the upsides too. So I yeah, I don't know because yeah. you could end up with an oblivion where it's like, oh, this was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, again, people at Larian are way smarter than I am. I'm sure they can solve this problem. Uh, and I don't know about Baldur's Gate 3. Craig, out of curiosity, as little time as you've spent with it, uh, is it kind of feel like Divinity where it's like, okay, here's a hub where there's a bunch of different options, but there's kind of an order you should go in? Honestly, a lot of it feels exactly like that. Like, uh, okay. very little played with it. But the thing that I took from Divinity that I've t- I'm taking forward is that whole there is no master quest list and you, you know there's not a third party voice that says oh now you must look over in that beach where the crocodiles you need to talk to everyone to just make sure you pick up all the like you can so easily miss a yeah. quest mm, that becomes mm. this really interesting story or you get a, a, an excellent piece of equipment at the end of it it's so easy to miss something like that that I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to think how much stuff we missed. Like, Well, I mean, that, that's also some of the joy of the game yeah, that comes from I've, that, is is like finding that elven, remember that like elven ritual thing where it's like hit this with fire, hit yeah, this with blood, yeah. hit this. It's like, oh, where did this come from? I don't know. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also so, that, yeah. that is, to counter my own point, by having these weird and wonderful quests that not everybody's going to reach, it brings back that playground talk of like, you know, oh, I managed to do this. You did that. I've never done that. This is how I did it. And like that comparison is something that I think games miss nowadays where, you know, each story can be kind of unique to the player and then you can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And l- let's let's be clear. Like, like um, I just said, like, like, not the Zelda enemy. <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> like, like much akin to Dark Souls. And I know, I know, I know Dark Souls. This type of game was very dead before Divinity Original Sin 1 came along. Like, they very much pioneered this back into existence. So I am perfectly acceptable of there's going to be some rough edges. It, but even, because, I mean... I mean, com- and compared to 1 to 2, the the polish... Oh, so much oh, better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Craig, if you're thinking about playing Divinity 1, don't take so much better as yeah. as it's not worth playing. It's more of a there's there's more like uh, the Fort Jory area in 2 is packed full of stuff. In yeah. 1, the town might have like 8 or 10 and okay. there's kind of an order you have to go. That kind of rough right. edges. Um, yeah, so, so I, I do have a little bit of forgiveness for this franchise as it sits now because – they weren't really a thing in pop culture until one came along. So I'll give them a little bit of grace. And I mean, after one comes along, then comes, you know, Pathfinder, Pillars of Eternity, Baldur's Gate 3. They just kind of kickstarted this back into existence, which is amazing. Oh, plus the sequel to Planescape Torment. You know, it was just, it was cool to see that kickstarted again. Kind of like Dark Souls did with, you know, difficulty is good. Um, all right. So... Let's high level the high level the story, right? So uh, if we do mention spoilers, uh, it would be from here on out. So if you haven't played it, and hopefully we've piqued your interest because it's a very good game, um, maybe cut it off here. So high level story stuff, we're not going to do it like we did the last time. Um, what are your thoughts on like the story? Because I'm not going to lie, I remember like twenty percent, and I don't even remember like twenty percent plot points 
it's it's moments. I remember mo I remember talking to the chicken and having the chicken have to go get killed by its father by the other chicken because I had pet pal and that was great. Um, I remember like meeting your god. I remember doing that kind of stuff. But like as far as how the story progresses, I I know how the story progresses for Losa because it was quite focused on that and she was quite integral, 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 in. Integra integrated. Internal. There we go. To say <laughs> integrated. Integrated into the main story. As far as as far as I understood it, so my understanding was there's Rivendale, and then there's this thing called the Vale, which is kind of like a transfer ground between some uh, the Void and the real world. And someone, and just before the game starts, someone was sent to sort of sort all this shit out, but they died before they could sort it out. So now all of that power was imparted upon yourself, Losa or whoever the player character is, yep. to go and fix it. And then that's I think canonically the person who fucked it up was Fane. Okay. Cause remember that lady was constantly yelling oh, at him and yeah. was like, This is your fault. Yeah. Um, anyway, for, for Losa what that meant was she had some sort of demonic thing inside her that it turns out was trying to grapple for power to make her turn into one of these void woken type people and it was a struggle there and then towards the end dependent on decisions made she exploded like the, the other bits of it why people were angry at other people I picked up rough bits but I'm the same as you guys I knew that that overarching thing I knew why there was gigantic scorpion monsters there it's because they were leaking in from the void yeah you know um, and you were just there to kind of try and fix it it was a bit like a chuck in the ring in the Mount Doom lava or you're trying to get somewhere to do a specific you're just trying to travel across the country to fix the cock up and like um, because I remember when we both hit the end and you're at that point and then there's like Brackus is like aha I'm the daughter of Brackus and you're like who are you oh, God, yeah that lady was really angry with that guy, and the Pope is involved somehow. I, um, I absolutely have to, like I said earlier, I was I was quite rabid to get from fight to fight, so I maybe didn't read as much lore. I am 100% confident that if you were interested in that side and you took the time to read things and talk to people, I'm sure this story is a 100% banger, and it's fully fleshed out. It just so happens that my brain didn't engage with that side of it because I was too excited. Now see, that I disagree with, right? Because uh, on my solo playthrough, before we played through, mm -hmm. Craig, I can't remember where I was like, okay, from here on. I think it was, I think it's like the latter part of Cloakwood, after you do the troll toll mm -hmm. to get to that boy's soul. Um, I didn't care about the story a bit. Like, no. like, well, I mean, I didn't either. I'm just, I'm just meaning if you did. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, again, and then certain things are going to click with other people. But for me, this this felt very generic. And the only thing that I did find interesting, and it's something I'll still say is interesting, is the individual character stories, except for Ibn bin Fabin Habin. Who cares about that guy? <laughs> I just, yeah. um, I was impressed to put myself in a situation where I, I exploded. Like a genuinely, that was... <laughs> that was a genuine surprise. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> yep. Oh, well, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I'm I'm the same guys. Like I think I I'm normally the one that gets I think sucked into that story stuff. Like if the story sucks, I'm not not interested. But yeah, it's it's there, and I kind of kept on with the like skim read it. But yeah, just not it, it's not quite there yet. And I think I can't tell if that's because of the zany humor that they've got going on doesn't really appeal to me. It was the same with the first one. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. Brackus, okay, yeah. And then, and then, see, I thought the first one, like, while the story was told worse in the first one, but, like, the I like the whole end of time thing, and there's a goblin that sits at the end of time, and you, I liked that stuff more than I liked yeah, this stuff. Exact, yeah, um, But that's just different flavors, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering if that... Baldur's Gate D D where you know I I imagine they're gonna have like you need to deliver these story beats and it's written in a I wonder if that's gonna like unlock the final piece and that'll be them on the perfect trajectory for a, of a well, game. Well, I you mean, know? 
like just Baldur's Gate on on the whole. I think it's going to be better just because there's more stuff for you to click to, right? Like, I know it's about Illithids. That's, that's all I know. It's about Mind Flayers. Like, Mind Flayers do something. I don't know. But I already know what a Mind Flayer is. I know what a Mind Flayer does. I know what an Orc is. I know what an Orc does. I know what, you know, all this stuff is. So th I think with the use of that shorthand, because, like, the Void Woken in this, they don't feel like an invading enemy force. They don't feel like a character they're just i don't know some popped up let me kill the maggots eh. you know i i i mean while the end boss is very cool don't get me wrong i really like the end boss design and i like the big the giant worm thing when you're fighting pope jr at the end of the fort joy section i really like like those things but none of them had the weight of like uh oh this is a big guy He's important to the story. It was all just kind of, well, there's a, there's a big monster there. Let's stab it until it's dead. Mm. So, Which is uh, completely when we started, fine in the context of this game, though. It's weird. It's not. Oh, like, oh absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't put its foot forward saying, our story is the best thing yeah. about us. No, no, no. They're like, well, there's a story if you'd like it. Mm -hmm. um, but while, we were, while I was preparing for this podcast, um, I generally like to have story notes of like, okay, these are the beats I want to talk about. And I... I, I nothing so i'm like okay well i'll just read the story on the wiki and i started reading it and i was like i don't remember that yeah i, I don't remember that maybe that's when me and craig were talking me. about yeah. crisps i don't know oh, yeah. 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 and so i decided i'm not gonna read it i'll just want to just give our impressions of it which all of our impressions feel pretty much the same hmm. on the side note though there is stuff here that i will always remember well, A, I'll always remember Craig's character exploding and the noise he made. <laughs> B, like, uh, I don't know if, if if this was a big fight for you or not, Luke, but um, there's that point where you go down into, it's basically like an oil field, and then you're fighting at the top of, like, this oil derrick, and all these uh -huh. slimes come at you. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. I will remember that until I die, because we had so much fun with that fight. I remember fights. I don't remember story yeah, I'm the same. I remember the guy, the guy that tries to buy. He he tries to get you to make him the source. Um. The oh guy, yeah. Yeah, him and I ended up being so low level in that fight. I wasn't wasn't ready. It was like the first point I went to in that when I got to that area, that I cheesed it by just teleporting. Like I had three characters and that had teleport, and basically what I would do is. They would just teleport like all the NPCs as far back as possible. That was their only job, and then just everybody was shooting with like ranged attacks. And I did it, but it took like two hours when that fight probably should have taken like fifteen minutes. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Or like um like like um arcs when you go down the stairs and there's the big demon guy at the bottom, uh -huh. and then everybody comes at you. It's like I'll always remember those yeah. moments. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you who that big demon guy was at the bottom of the stairs. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm sorry if this uh, – listener, I'm sorry if this feels like we didn't do due diligence, but um, I, I, I haven't cleared this with the other guys. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking about doing it this way where you get our genuine impressions, not us being an audio Wikipedia for what the story was. I, so, I mean, this may change if there's a game that gives a, like, a stronger impression of its story, but – for this one, I think it's kind of more honest to be like, I don't know, dude. I played the game. You can look at my trophies. I, I just, none of it clicked. Well, it sounds like each, both of, or all three of us have spent easy 50 to 100 hours each on it. So, Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think I think our playthrough took like 80, and then um, I have like another 50 on top of it, just from futzing around single player. So yeah, I spent a good chunk of time with it. Um, So... I, I realize this is late, but I really like the way this game looks. I like that it... <laughs> um, graphics are good. I know that's kind of an opening conversation <laughs> gambit, but um, we're going to use it as a closing conversation gambit. It's got gambit. a 7.8 like... on graphics. <laughs> uh, two hair razors. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like... I like the way they went for a realistic look. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's yeah. cartoony. Mm. Like the Red Prince, I think the Red Prince is a really cool look. I like the way the lizard people look. I like the way the elves look. Everything looks cool, and I didn't see too much of a downgrade. Again, I haven't played it on PC, but I've seen videos of it. It looks fairly comparable. Mm -hmm. How far did you zoom in or zoom out? I, 
I like because both look really good. I oh, I like I like the high tactical view. Yeah, yeah me too. I, on the few times that I did zoom in, it was just to figure out what the hell was going on. Then I realised that it didn't make a difference, <laughs> so I just kept zoomed out and asked Dave, "See that guy there? Is that the guy?" Um, yeah. I, oh, that's a beautiful tool. The ping tool. Mm-hmm. Ping. Didn't bring oh, that up yeah, for yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. That's like genius. There's a chest there. Where? Teleport that chest, Craig. Where's the where's the chest? It's right. Ping. Job done. It's, that's crazy. I never associated with Divinity starting that, but everybody was blaming um Oh, what's that? Titanfall 2 developer battle royale game. Reload? Respawn? No, Apex. Apex Legends. Yes. Oh, they, oh, the game. Yeah, oh, but it was Divinity that started that. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a very, very useful tool mm-hmm. when yeah, one of your person has a half-broken eyeball. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, t- in terms of visuals, um, anything strike you guys? Or fan, not a fan? Um, I was a fan. The, the thing that... The memorable battle for me of all of the battles that you've spoken about, like I really liked fighting that giant worm. I loved the way it looked, and I loved the battle and chaos oh, yeah. that ensued because there was enemies, a fucking huge worm, and your party all juggling and a thunderstorm, and a thunderstorm <laughs> all figuring out what was going on. And for some strange reason, it took a lot of the game before it felt that epic again. Not in, like the battles were great and they were tactical, and they were, but that felt like something. It's, I felt like visually that was just... That's like mid-boss. Yeah, it was just explosive and it just looked fantastic. And I, I kind of would have, I would have had a hankering for more of that, I think. Oh, bigger, bigger, more monstrous fights? Yeah, bigger. Well, like even the opening on the ship when you got the tentacles coming mm-hmm. over over that, the top of the ship. Thing, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. And that was, it's actually one, like a lot of the fights feel like okay, they're set up so that that guy's there and that guy's there, so you can take advantage of... You know, it's calculated. A bit like a, t- a chess mm-hmm. gambit, actually. Like, you've got an opening play that you're going to play because you know that guy's moving there. That worm battle felt like it could have went anyway, no matter what the hell was going on. It- oh, yeah, because sometimes they would turn and attack you, yeah. sometimes they would turn and attack the worm. It, you're like, ah! I think that, that was quite unique across the game. There wasn't a lot more of that. Yeah, uh, more three-way fights would have been interesting. Anyway. Hmm. I'm, I wonder if they're a pain in the butt to program, and that's yeah. why there's only, like, two. Because yeah. the end boss was like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, poor Losa. So, <laughs> shall we wrap up with final yeah, thoughts? I think, like, the way we've recorded this, a lot of my final thoughts then... Oh, God, I'm yeah, so it's sprinkled in. Stuff. It's just sprinkled yeah. right the way through it. I had a whale of a time. I'm slightly disappointed <laughs> that I had so much fun with it, but I, I'm scared to try anything else because I don't want it to be worse. You know what I mean? I want more, but I don't want it to yeah. be worse more. Um, so I've got my wee outlet with Baldur's Gate, th- Gate 3, and I really do want to put it down and just hope that there's a console release, to be honest. Well, it's oh, not. It's, it's, it's not even to, completely done no, yet. It's, yeah, right? it's coming to consoles. It's a one hundred percent coming. Consoles. It's not. It's. Um, I think I'm coming close to that. It'll get wiped every time it updates. So, like, it's it, whenever there's a major. Release, it's got to be getting close. Yeah, it'll mm. it'll just wipe everything because God knows what broken saves. It's would bonkers how there's already like YouTube builds of like ah how mm-hmm. to build a druid and, and it's like guys it's not even done I, I bought a lot for a, like a graphical test of my new computer and it is see when you move from divinity to that at like 4k gorgeousness oh my god the g- <laughs> Baldur's Gate is phenomenally beautiful I'm I'm very happy I'm very that's like that's like monster hunter level of excited mm-hmm. to play yeah, for me that's the day I, I mean, if there was any game to get me back in the PC gaming, I think it would be that. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, yeah. So. Anyway. So, final thoughts are sprinkled throughout. I think it's a fantastic game, and people should play it. And I had a tremendous amount of fun playing in co-op. It's one of the few games that we've managed. All the, we've started many co-op games, but they fizzle out, or we don't. Fi- this we found time to play, and it was great. And it's a whopper. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing we can't make it through a four-hour puzzle game that was free. <laughs> I know, right? That we can make it through that. 
Yeah, I'll just I'll just echo that by saying that if you do have a game or if you need a game during COVID lockdowns or whatnot, this is the game to play. Um, I'll also say that Divinity One, whilst nowhere near as good as this game, is well worth playing, and you don't need to play Divinity One to play Divinity Two. So uh, if you don't fancy it, crack on. But uh, I'm really glad you guys played this and enjoyed it as much as you did um, we've mentioned it enough times I know. <laughs> on our like year end and half year shows we yeah. had to get to this at some point yeah i think even mike uh, i don't think mike was too keen on this type of game if i remember right but he seems to have fallen down the rabbit hole with it as well so um i think that's a good good sign mm-hmm. if all four of us with different tastes like it so much yeah um so like Luke said, Divinity 1 is is rough, but Divinity 1, rougher, I should say, not like it's not rough. Um, it was good enough to where I sat up and took notice of Larian. And while that means nothing in the grand scheme of things, it is important to me. So after Divinity Original Sin 1, it was very much, okay, I'm going to keep my eyes on these guys, see what they do next. And the fact that they just completely knocked it out of the park with two puts these guys up there with like FromSoft and CDPR for me in terms of you guys are very high tier. Um, And from what I hear, hopefully Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't disappoint. But these guys are now like mythic level for me. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is everything you remember CRPGs doing in its golden years, so like the 90s. But it's actually better than what you remember. Uh, Everything you can think of that was done in this genre, they do it, and then they add a little extra. Sometimes it's extra in terms of humor, but it's in terms of gameplay, this is by far and away the best, besides Pathfinder, that you're going to be able to play. So this comes from with like the highest of recommendations. And granted, I know half the world's population has played Divinity Original Sin 2 by now. But if you're on the fence and you're like, eh, just just do it. it, you will have fun. You will have fun if you're into story and characters. You will have fun if you're into just good tactical battles. There's a little bit of something for everybody here, except for the porn guy. No porn. So if you're just into porn, don't play Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, yeah, like, like, honestly, the, the, what we've said over the course of the last two episodes, or this episode, last episode, is kind of how we feel. Uh, it, it, it made a huge impact on me, and it's now kind of the gold standard. So, yeah, if you're anything like us, definitely give it a shot. Anyway, <clears throat> other than all that, um, I'm sorry if this format was a little wonky. Like I said, we're still working on it. Uh, hopefully the next one's a maybe be a little bit more fluid, I guess. This was a little herky-jerky. But anyway, uh, our next big episode is going to be... Craig? Uh, By the looks of it, it's going to be Vanquish. Our next big game is going to be in the same genre. Um, So hopefully it does things a little different. Our next big game... Is that that right? Or is it going to be Doom Eternal? I don't know what order we're doing them in. Okay. You pick, pick now what one do you want to do. Uh, Vanquish would be fun. I like Vanquish a lot. Okay. I'm kind of thinking Dune Eternal might be a letdown, so let's let's ride a high of Divinity, and okay. then... Fair enough. Okay, so, uh, our next big game is going to be Vanquish. Thank you, Craig. Uh, that's going to be one of Mike's picks, and again, you can't do a second episode on Vanquish. So, uh, what we're going to be doing <laughs> is we're going to be pairing... Everybody's going to pick two games... That we're going to do. So pretty much we're going to pair it off into uh, small game, small game, or big game. So next month we're going to have Vanquish and as yet to be determined. So if you have anything to say about Divinity, anything to say about Vanquish, or any of the Retro Rewind games that have already left my memory, uh, you can hit us up at thebiteffect.com where we have a submission form for a myriad of reasons. And you can get in touch with us for whatever you want. Sometimes you just want to say hi. Sometimes you want to say, hey, Jimmy Eight Legs is a really good name for a spider. I'm going to name my spider that. I mean, I, I would have went with case. Jimmy Eight Web. You know. No, because you don't have eight webs. You have no, Jimmy no, Eight like, Legs. You know, Jimmy Eight World. No. 
Jimmy Eats World. Jimmy Eat World? Oh, Jimmy Eats. Yeah, I get you know. Yeah, but Jimmy Eight Legs makes it sound like he's in some kind of weird spider mafia. <laughs> where you have like Frankie the Nose and Jimmy Eight Legs. So whatever. Um anyway. <laughs> All that stupidity aside. Yeah. Uh yes, you can hit Is it time to bring this podcast to a closer? Ah And there we go. You see, sometimes you're 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 stumbling on broken glass Goodbye, and then you fall flat on your face. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so yes. So some, sometimes you you fall flat on your fiends. No, that, no, no, no. That's not, really that's not good. Shut work. up, Craig. Sorry, guys. Um, My red if you keep working on it, maybe someday you'll get to work for Dragon Quest development on translating <laughs> puns. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time when the fog rolls in. Um, what what did the elf say? when she had finished her meal in the restaurant. Can I see Sibyl? (laughs) (laughs) That was a a beast. (laughs) Are we done, guys? Are we done? This is a professional show for professionals. How dare you? With your amateurish... (laughs) Fuckery. <laughs> All right, let me let me do a real closing, and then and then I'll do that mid break. Okay, I hate you, Craig. <laughs> so th- again, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time on Vanquish, or if you're of the retro mindset, on our next retro rewind. I'm still laughing at that joke. Uh, say goodnight to the fine people. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, <Good> <laughs> people. I hate you both so much.